Hi, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I'm your host, Autumn Frisbee. Well, welcome everyone. We're excited to have you on our podcast today. We have Liz Sant, and um, she is a fellow homeschool mom, and I'm just really excited to have her with us today to share her story about homeschooling and a little bit about her family. So if you wouldn't mind, Liz, if you could just start in and tell us a little bit about your family um, or anything else you'd like to share about yourself. Yeah. Hi, Autumn. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so honored that you invited me to do this, and I, I just am loving our homeschool journey, and so I'm super excited to share about it. Um, so I am a nurse, and um, I've been a nurse for 18 years. Currently, I'm working as a nurse one day a week, and I have my own business as well. Um, I have two boys, ages 17 and 10. My 17-year-old has been in the private and public um, schools in Virginia, Hawaii, and here in South Florida. He's going to be a senior next year at Dreyfus School of the Performing Arts. And my 10-year-old is going to be going into fifth grade. And this was our first official year homeschooling um, for fourth grade. And I had homeschooled him during preschool um, up until kindergarten. He never went to daycare or preschool. Um, He did do VPK in the afternoons from one to four when he... um, got of that age at Trinity Christian School. But I actually found that particular program that had an afternoon program because I wanted to continue with our homeschool friends and our homeschool groups in the mornings because typically the homeschool groups tend to be in the mornings, especially for the younger ones. So we would do our homeschooling groups and our homeschool activities and then send him to VPK. Um, so he uh, he was in public school from kindergarten through third grade, and um, now he's homeschooled, and I don't foresee putting him back in the public school system after the amazing year we've had. So I'm really excited about our journey and, and what's to come here. That's so great. I'm so um, excited that you had an amazing year homeschooling for your first year. Um, and we'll get into some of those, maybe those challenges or maybe how... Um, you know, you were a little bit hesitant at first to homeschool or maybe not, but um, for, for let's just talk about right now. Um, so what led to your decision to homeschool this year? Well, um, I had always wanted to homeschool. And when he um, entered kindergarten, I started to doubt myself when he was approaching the kindergarten age. And he ended up... Um, getting into the conservatory school in North Palm Beach in a lottery because we live in Jupiter. Um, They had it open to lottery at that time. And the program is project-based learning. So I really fell in love with the idea of project-based learning and that he wouldn't have to be at a desk all day. And they really think outside of the box um, at that school. But basically... COVID kind of pushed me um, out of my comfort zone and gave me the opportunity um, to, to do this. And I didn't want to put him, um, the, the virtual or distance learning at the end of third grade was a complete nightmare. 
we were all frustrated. He was really just not able to focus. Um, I think everyone was kind of all over the place, including the teacher. And, um, you know, no fault of hers because it was such a, a challenging time. But um, I knew I didn't want to do the distance learning again. I also knew that I did not want to put him in a classroom for six hours a day or longer in a mask um, and subject him to um, everything that would be happening in in-person learning in a public school. So that, um, that gave me the opportunity. That's great. And then talk a little bit about maybe how you were pushed out of your comfort zone. Were there any fears or doubts um, that you could homeschool? Were you worried about how um, anything that you would worry about as far as socialization or education? Yeah, I always kept my foot in the circles in the door um, with our homeschooling friends and um, remained in the social media groups and kind of always kept that in the back of my mind that that was an, op uh, an option for us. And um, yeah, I, I was still overwhelmed. Um, I was doubting myself that I would be able to give him the education that that he needed. Um, I also happened to be going through a very um, high conflict divorce at that time, right in the middle of it. And um, anytime you're in that situation, <clears throat> it's, it's very challenging to, to come to an agreement um, with, with how things are going to go, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so I just... I just kept um, praying about it. I kept just uh, focused on my goal to keep him home and homeschool him. And I just honestly had faith that it was going to work out. Um, and I just sought out community, really. Um, and that's how we met at the Journey Co-op. But I, I just started digging for what I... I knew in my heart that he needed, and that was community and other children um, to have as much normalcy as possible. So um, one thing I found about the homeschooling community is there's so much willingness, especially in this area, to help each other and encourage each other. And I'm just so grateful for that. I hope I can offer that to, to some others as well and pay it forward because um, it really does take a village when it comes to homeschooling, I think. Yeah, and there there are a lot of resources in Palm Beach County, and um, that's part of my mission, too, is just to kind of expose those to people so that they don't feel alone. So when they jump in like you did, say, um, they can find what fits their family and their needs. Um, so now that we're almost done with a year, um, look back in a little bit about your doubts and your fears I know they were probably warranted at the time, but how did that, how did homeschooling this year exceed your expectations? Wow. I mean, so many ways. He, he is just such a different child. He, he smiles, he is flourishing. Um, so at the beginning of third grade, which was not this school year, but the, the school year prior, um, he opened his little eyes on the first day of school and said, Mommy, I don't want to go to school. I'm scared without you. I don't feel safe without you. And 
tears were rolling down his face before his head even lifted off of the pillow on the very first day of third grade. And I related that mostly to our family situation um, with the divorce and just new, new challenges and some anxiety and new, you know, just the uncertainty coming from the perspective of a, of a third grader, um, meeting new friends, meeting a new teacher and how, how all of that would tie into it. But I also think that there had been some bullying situations. Um, and, and he didn't open up to me about that until after we had exited the public school system. But, um, so we worked through a lot in, in the third grade year. And then there was a lot of challenges with him as far as, um, they were kind of gearing away from that, um, the project-based learning and focusing more on testing because in third grade, that's when it all happens. Um, and that's the year where they say that they can hold children back a grade um, according to the standardized testing scores. And I think, I feel like a lot of pressure was really um, put on him, even though he didn't outwardly express that to me. Um, I, I can tell where his stress level was after those stressors were gone, if that makes any sense. After he was home with me, um, after he knew that he wasn't going to be subjected to that anymore, I just kind of saw a weight lifting off of his shoulders and um, a much, much happier child. Um, he has met so many friends. He looks forward to going to our co-ops. Um, he is actually awake before me and um, excited about going and what, what we're going to be doing. He'll talk about it the night before, even the week before. And um, he's learned so much and um, just really flourishing in so many other areas that I feel like public school isn't able to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do feel like there's a little bit of that stifling. Like you said, maybe the first couple of years of public school is fun and games. And then they hit that time where it's testing and really becomes a little bit of anxiety for children. Um, and really what you've shown or what you've told us today is that you were able to have your kid be a kid again and be able to play and interact with you. And I just love how you saw the difference in his behavior. Oh, it was night and day. He is a different, he is a different child than he was a year ago. That's really great. So let's get down to a little bit of the details. How do you manage both working and homeschooling? Because I know there's a lot of moms out there thinking, can I homeschool if I have to work? Well, I think it just takes getting into your groove. Um, the beauty about homeschooling is that you don't have to do it at a certain time every day. And that's kind of the mentality I went into it with. Um, of like having structured time every day to sit down for six or eight hours and get work done. But in reality, homeschooling takes a fraction of the time than, than public school did. He, we've kind of used this, this year to, I'll just say unschool. Um, he's doing 
an online um, curriculum that is working really well for us. Um, it's very simple for him. It's very self-led. And um, he's... Could you tell us then, I'm sorry, could you tell us the name of that just for the listeners if they want to check sure, it out? Sure, yeah. It's called Excellus Power Homeschool. It's A-C-E-L-L-U-S, I believe. Um, and it's $25 a month. Um, it is... I believe up to six subjects and he I'll just say, okay, it's time to do your Excellus and he'll sit down and go through the, the videos and answer the questions. And then um, it tracks his progress. So he has a sense of accomplishment with it. And um, I think one time I've had to help him with a math problem, just one time this whole entire year. Um, and it's been great kind of transitioning from the public school structure to a homeschool environment. Um, we can also travel, visit family, friends, um, go on vacations, and he can just take his tablet with him and um, kind of just fit it into our schedule when it's convenient for us when we have Wi-Fi. Um, and then we work it around some different co-ops that we do. But um, I also, I work as a nurse one day a week and I have a home-based business um, and I am able to, it's mostly online, so I'm able to work my business around what I want to focus on with him for the day. So um, it's really a beautiful pattern we've gotten in um, and <laughs> we're, I kind of feel like we're we're, we have a flow now, and now that we're in our flow, the year's ending, and we're going to be doing some different things next year. So, um, but I know we'll find our we'll find our groove again. Um, he is so excited about homeschooling that I think he would, you know, he's very cooperative, and he'll do anything to not to not go back to uh, to public school. So he is one hundred percent on board. That is so great. And I love how you just talked about the freedom that we have with homeschooling. You know, we don't have to be um, held down to attendance policies or really um, you don't even have to homeschool inside. We do a lot of our stuff outside. So it's more, you know, there's just more freedom um, in the education process. So much freedom. I mean, we went to the fair on Friday for 10 hours and went with another friend from homeschool co-op um, and his mom. And that was a homeschool day for us because there's so many educational opportunities really anywhere you go. Um, and I've always been like that with my children. I've always used every situation as an educational opportunity, but um, I try to make it fun and interesting. And I find that I'm learning a lot too. Like I'm having a blast with him. It's just, it's so fulfilling. It really is. And um, as you pointed out, for each year, there's always something new you're going to add or maybe something you're going to change. I feel like it's very rare that a that a homeschool, a, a homeschool includes the same curriculum each year or even does the same thing because the kids are always changing and growing and um, you're finding out how they learn best each year. Yes. And I think that, you know, this this year has kind of afforded us the opportunity to do that, find out really what his passions are. Um, and kind of just let him lead the way um, while making sure he is he has a well-rounded education. Right, exactly. 
Um, and so could you tell us any resources other than what you've already told us that you've used this year or any um, helpful advice as far as um, socialization or anything like in that way? Well, um, so we, we use the Excellus Power Homeschool um, for the main core subjects. We attend Journey um, into Learning, a co-op at Journey Church in Jupiter Farms. We attended um, a PE co-op at Family Church in the Farms. That was every Friday um, for two hours, and it was absolute an absolute blessing. Um, he would end his day there red-faced and dirty and sweaty and with the best smile, biggest smile on his face and the best attitude. And it was just such a blessing to, to have that in our lives. Um, we, he also swims um, for Jupiter Dragon. So he swims three days a week in the afternoons. Um, he takes piano lessons. So um, I feel like music is a very important part of learning. Um, and I've, I've encouraged that in both of my children. Um, so I love that he has a lot of time to focus on his um, extracurricular activities. And then um, I just look for opportunities in the community. Riverbend Park has a lot of educational programs. Um, the River Center has homeschool classes every now and then. Um, I'm hoping next year as things start to open up, they'll have more. Um, we've gone there for years. Um, and there's so many other resources in the community, the, the Loggerhead Marine Life Center, the Manatee Center. Um, I mean, there's yeah, there's so, there's so many resources that you could fill their days packed. But that's also a great thing about homeschooling is that you dictate how your schedule will run. You don't need to wake up at six in the morning and get them off to the school bus. You can, if your child sleeps in, which mine don't, unfortunately, but if they sleep in, then you can tune it to their schedule. Um, so I love that about homeschooling as well. Yeah, and I can tune it to my schedule as well. So. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Especially with working, you know, balancing those those, um, you know, it, it's challenging. So it's great that we can do that. Um, and then just as we head out of here today, what are a few words of encouragement that you can give to a parent who is on the fence to homeschool? Well, I would say if you're feeling that calling um, in your heart, there's a reason why. And I let my self-doubt get in the way of the best education that my son could have for, for a few years. And, um, you know, I feel like everything happens for a reason. And, and I, I do appreciate what the school um, had to offer him for those few years. But I'm so, so glad that I followed that little voice and that was just telling me to, to take the leap and do it. Um, if you take the leap, you will find a lot of support. Um, I am so grateful for the support of the other moms that I have met. Um, I've just really met some outstanding people 
through homeschooling. Um, it's, it's great to be around like-minded women, especially. Um, and also I would say, don't put too much pressure on yourself or your child to find what's going to work for you immediately. That's something that I did. I, I was so overwhelmed, um, in researching curriculums and, um, really just trying to, to focus on getting everything perfect right away. And I feel like that that's usually not realistic. Um, because like you said, it's kind of fluid, like everything is changing. Um, I feel like it, especially if you start off in public school, that it takes a while to get into your groove and to find out what's going to work for you. And the beauty is that there are no rules and you can change at any time. You can just pivot and do something different. That's so good. I love those words of encouragement. You know, it does take time. And for, for parents to know they don't have to rush it. And like you said, unschooling has kind of like, oh, okay, unschooling. But it is really important for you to get into your rhythm and not to be overwhelmed with all the curriculum, all the subjects right away, because it just kind of weighs on, on the parents so, and the child. Yeah. And you don't have to use one particular curriculum for all of your subjects. For instance, next year, we're not going to be doing Excellus Power Homeschool. Um, we are going to be doing a drop-off um, class for one day a week through Grace Homeschool Connection. Um, he is going to be doing a few classes there. We're going to be finding a math curriculum. Um, I really want to move more offline um, and more to like pencil and paper next year. So um, we're going to be kind of changing things up. We're still going to be doing journey co-op, of course, um, and then the PE co-op. But, um, you know, we're going to in his activities, but things are going to be a little bit different and um, a little more challenging. But he's also getting older. Um, he's going to be in fifth grade. So I think that now that we've had a year to kind of figure out what works for us, it's time to raise the bar a little bit. And, and that's the beauty also about homeschooling is that you can do that with my, with my older son. I was really finding um, it challenging to have his needs met as far as him being challenged. Um, the schools kind of wanted to keep him in a certain level of class and um, he just wasn't really being challenged enough. And it took a lot of effort on my part to get him into the classes, to get him gifted tested properly. And um, I mean, now he's in all AP honors classes um, at Dreyfus, but took a lot of work to get him there. So with homeschooling, you can raise the bar for your children. You don't have to get permission from other people. Yes, yeah, so true. Well, Liz, I really appreciate you coming on today and just sharing your heart and your story. And um, I know people will be so encouraged by your testimony today. Thank you for inviting me. So, of course. I'd love to have you back on and um, just get a follow-up interview going on. That would be fantastic. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. If you have a local homeschool story that you would like to share, check us out at localhomeschoolers.com. 
special shout out to our sound design by Devin Bowman. Tune in next week to hear our latest episode.